Welcome everyone. My name is Jeffrey Goodman. I'm the Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana and we're here for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And today we're going to learn a lot about the Hispanic and Latino population in Shreveport Bossier. My guest today is Bryant Garcia. Bryant, thanks so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So we'll hop in, Bryant. Um, my first question, people will learn a lot. I'm not going to give a bio because people will learn a lot about you from the questions I ask. You're the owner of 318 Latino, an online radio station in Shreveport that focuses on the Hispanic community of Northwest Louisiana. Absolutely. 318 Latino keeps newly arrived Hispanics and residents informed about the options of services, products, entertainment, education, culture, health, events, active leaders, etc. Absolutely. When and how, let's start there, when and how did the radio station first get its start? So 318 Latino began in June of 2018. Prior to that I used to work for another Hispanic radio station called Lion Vasora. And prior to that we had a Hispanic magazine called Vino Latino Magazine. Uh, you know after years of working in the media we decided to go towards a more digital route, which is why 318 Latino, it's an app, it's only online. We also do have a print magazine, which is dynamic. People can scan QR codes and be referred to digital videos and uh, other forms of digital connections. But we decided to go mainly a digital route rather than the traditional FM or print only uh, mediums. And uh, stupid question, I wrote it and, and then I was like, that's a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How, do, how does one tune in to 318 Latino? Well, there's no such thing as a stupid question, my friend. But, Thank you. Uh, download the app. Download the app, 318 Latino. You can go to 318latino.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, every possible digital way. We're probably there. And can you, can you just access it on your desktop too? Can Absolutely. I? Okay. 318latino.com. Perfect. And you mentioned this, and I was aware of it. There is a magazine component of 318 Latino. How frequently does it publish, and how do people obtain copies when new issues hit so, the stands? So I love that you asked that. We're literally about to print the next issue. It's coming towards the beginning of August. Uh, we print it quarterly. So okay. every three months it comes out. It's seasonal. We have uh, this month several really cool people coming on. I'm not going to give you too many details because I want people to check them out. But uh, I will give one one detail. Ghost Ramen's going to be in it. Love it. And where does one find copies of it? Uh so just about every Hispanic store in the area, uh, there's a lot of people places where people go buy Hispanic goods, meat markets, uh, restaurants, uh, a lot of those places would be good places to find it. Also, if you want to send us a message, we can mail you one. Perfect. All right, so I'm a little embarrassed as we get into this, but as I was, as I was pursuing your Facebook page, I was struck by the fact that more than 20,000 people follow your page, mm -hmm. which is almost three times the number of people that follow our page here at the Y. Oh, wow. Talk to me about the size of the Hispanic population in Shreveport. How large is it? What countries are most represented? And what schools and neighborhoods in Shreveport Bossier contain the largest Hispanic populations? Well, thank you for the question. Uh, so 
I, I really like the way that question is phrased because what countries is represented is one of my favorite things to answer. Most people ask me, what type of Mexican are you? As if being Hispanic or Latino, you're, you're already included into being Mexican of some sort. No, there's several, several, several countries, specifically here in Shreveport, that are being represented. If you go to Texas, yes, I would agree that most people are Mexican because of the heritage that's already been pre-established there. But as you far, get farther out from Texas, you will see a large, large, large representation of people from El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras. Here in Shreveport, that's a very prevalent community. We, of course, do have a lot of uh, Mexican uh, nationals coming into the area, but it's much, much more spread out than just Mexicans. And t talk to me, like, how many, let's say, shreveport Bozier metropolitan areas, I don't know, I'm just guessing at this point, 250,000 people. Any sense of how large the Hispanic population is among that 250,000? Absolutely. So if you look at the census, you will get a very bad representation of them. reason is most Hispanics, uh, for one reason or another, don't fill out the census. Uh, some of them are because of fear of being deported. Many don't have papers. Uh, so there is that stigma of filling out a paper that might give people you know, the information of where you're located. So uh, from our numbers, uh, we guess that in Shreveport, it's somewhere about 10 to 12 percent. In Bossier, it's somewhere between 15 to 18 percent. Uh, our numbers on our page shows a total of 38,000 unique users uh, coming on a, on a monthly basis. So we're, we're guessing somewhere around there from Shreveport, Bossier, Houghton. Uh, it's somewhere around 38,000 people that are of Hispanic uh, speaking cultures. That's extraordinary. That's a that's a massive number. So, talk to me about neighborhoods, Hispanic communities in Shreveport, Bossier, schools. Where where am I going to find the largest density of Hispanics in the Shreveport, Bossier community? Right. So as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, I guess prior to being on camera, uh, I went to Captain Shreve prior to that, I went to Ridgewood prior to that, I went to Creswell. The reason I had to go to those schools is because those schools offered ESL, English as a second language. Most schools don't offer that class. So many Hispanics are gathered around that area. Creswell has, uh, it's around Highland, so that's where a lot of Hispanics are at for those classes, as well as Bird. Bird is one of those classes, those schools that offer ESL. There are some schools in Bossier that have up to 17% uh, Hispanic population. That's a well different number than what the census shows. So it shows you the amount of Hispanics who are coming to the area. We're a vastly growing community. Do you feel like, are, are the ESL programs that are being offered keeping up with the growth of the Hispanic population? Do we need more of them? Um, what is your What is your opinion and perspective on that? That's a conversation I've had with the school board. Uh, Shout out to Ms. Sonia Bales from the Poster School Board. She's uh, definitely somebody I keep in touch with uh, about this. Uh, I do believe that we do need more ESL programs in the area. Uh, but to a certain degree, I, I think it's more important to just go ahead and put these kids into regular classes. Uh, if I had gone uh, from, instead of having to be put on ESL, if I had just been put into a regular English class, uh, I honestly believe I would have developed 
my English speaking skills quicker because I was not grouped in with a lot of people that spoke my language. I think to a certain degree that kind of slowed me down. So I, I think it's okay if uh, students are allowed to go to any regular school uh, so long as they show progress. And for people out there that don't know what that stands for, I, I happen to know, but there are a lot of things I don't know. What's ESL stand for? Just English as a second language. Okay, great. All right, so the mission of 318 Latino is to build bridges between communities. Absolutely. Talk to me about what that means. So for me, it is very important that we as Hispanics or as Latinos do not self-segregate. We came into this country to be a part of this community. I do not want to be stuck with just knowing Spanish, with only hanging out with the people that I know, but I came here to be a part of this community. Therefore, my goal is to help people also become part of this community. Building bridges is inviting people to come be part of American events, uh, to learn to love America, to learn to be uh, part of the integrated community here, to not fear the police, to not fear uh, our neighbors. That's what that's about to me. Love it. Okay, we'll, we'll probably keep talking. This is my last question, but uh, I'm sure I'll keep, uh, I'll have other prompts for you. Um, so the question is, from your perspective, is a, human, is a Hispanic community unified with the white and black communities in the shreveport Bossier area? And if not, as you look around, what are some of the steps you feel could be taken to help bring these communities closer together? So, um, I think to a certain degree, especially in the shreveport Bossier or maybe Louisiana in general, self-segregation is a bit of a habit. People stick with what they know and it's very important for us to try to cross those lines, get out of our comfort zone, to be able to uh, integrate, to be able to unify, as you said, with one another. Uh, black people meeting with white people, meeting with Hispanics, meeting with Asians. It's an important thing for everybody to be able to communicate well, to be able to uh, go to events together, uh, to not stigmatize one another. Some of the events in the area that I really, really like are downtown, big open events where a lot of people will be at and share together. Uh, I love mud bugs. That's one of my favorite events because I see a lot of people from all over, of all colors, coming together for the sole purpose of feeding crawfish, and I love that. And do you feel like, I mean, you've been here, tell me what year you got here? Uh, 2002. So you've been here for uh, 20 years. Do you feel like the the, the welcoming and the openness um, and support of the Hispanic community has, has gotten better, has improved in those 20 years? Just what is your perspective as we move forward? Are we making progress? Is it getting better and better? Is it getting worse and worse? Is it stagnant? Um, kind of, what do you see? So when I first came here in 2002, there was one church that offered Hispanic service. That was Christ King, a Catholic church in Bossier City in Barksdale. There was one Hispanic store, Basada Mexicano. There was a set of two or maybe three Hispanic restaurants, which was Nikki's, Trejo's, and El Monterey, which is now closed. But uh, as time kept coming and people kept growing, and uh, I, I believe around the time of Katrina, a lot of people started moving in to the area from New Orleans, from Texas, uh, and the Hispanic population really, really started booming. And I 
do believe that people are feeling welcome into the area. There's a lot of opportunity for growth. There's a lot of opportunity for business. Several businesses have been open. I believe as of right now, 32 churches offer Hispanic service uh, to our community. Uh, there are an ungodly amount of Mexican restaurants in Shreveport now. I think if you don't open a Mexican restaurant in Shreveport, you, you're, you're not doing the right thing. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a welcoming community, and uh, uh, like I said, people just need to be able to have that uh, necessity to get out of their comfort zone, to try something new, to meet somebody new, uh, and not stigmatize themselves. And um, this wasn't one of my questions, but as you're talking, I'm thinking about it. You know, one one reason I started this to begin with is I kind of looked around and. I, I was wrong about this in one way, but I kind of looked around and I said, okay, shreveport Bossier has two different cities that are kind of operating independently of one another. Imagine how much more impactful and how much stronger we could be if those two cities became one more often. And, and why I say I'm like actually an error, because we don't just have two cities. It's not just white and black. We have... As you mentioned, we have Asians, we have Hispanics, we have numerous cities um, that are kind of operating a bit independently of one another. So uh, all that to say, I, I've asked this question a few times because I feel a little separate and, 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 and out of touch with the Hispanic community. Talk to, me, talk to me a little bit about, you know, if, if you wanted to just kind of take a, a, a tour or a trip through the the areas of Shreveport Bossier where you'd find the most Hispanics or where the Hispanics congregate the most you know I, I meet you I meet you Brian at 8 a.m. one day and I say for the next 12 hours I want you to take me to the Hispanic hot spots in the Shreveport Bossier area where do you take me uh, El Novillo would definitely be my very first stop that is a uh, grocery store in Barksdale I believe the, the address is 2242 Barksdale Boulevard. They are this big yellow building. Once you go inside, you're gonna see nothing but Hispanic people, maybe a couple of Americans there that are trying out some of their delicious titles. By the way, they won Taco Wars. They won 2022 Taco Wars. Awesome. Uh, so so their name's getting out there, but that's definitely one of my favorite places to go to and, and check out. Um, the, the big thing about stores like El Novillo is that those are places where people can send money to their families. Uh, so a lot of Hispanics go there for the purpose of sending money back to their home countries where uh, you know their families can get some benefit of their you know their loved one being here a lot of uh, fathers a lot of uh, husbands come here by themselves so they can send money back to their par their parents or their kids or their or their wives so Places like that have a lot of traffic. Uh, La Ranchera is one of those places. La Yucateca. These are stores. Tell me where these drive. are. Okay. So uh, La Ranchera, I believe, is on your drive. Thirty, no, fifteen hundred your drive. Uh, La Yucateca is on your drive also by Ichivan. Uh, many of the Hispanic churches, or many churches in general, have Hispanic service. I know Broadmoor Baptist Church has uh, Hispanic service. You will find a lot of Hispanics in that area as well. Broadmoor in general started to grow a lot in, in uh, the Hispanic population. Houghton has an amazing, amazingly growing Hispanic population. I know as soon as you get out on, on uh, 220, 
and uh, you go towards Harris, there's uh, a neighborhood back there where there was a Domino's. And uh, I, I would say at least 40% of that neighborhood is Hispanic. Wow. So that's a very, very deeply uh, concentrated Hispanic area. Um, as, as I said, in, in Highland, there's a lot because of ESL with uh, Creswell. So there are a lot of places where there are concentrations of Hispanics as far as neighborhoods go. Uh, but there's also a lot of places where uh, they're just scattered around. They're just being part of the community. They're popping here, they're popping there. Uh, there are certain events throughout the year where you will just find nothing but Hispanics. My biggest event so far uh, that we do with the State Fair of Luciana is Fiesta at the fair. We do this twice a year now uh, because the fair decided to start doing the fair twice a year. So each, each uh, fair we do an event called Fiesta at the fair. That is an event dedicated wholly to Hispanics where we bring bands from uh, you know, international bands, and uh, there's a wave of Hispanics. So, and do you know when the one is this fall? It will be October 30th. Okay. October. And y'all just did something at the lot, also, right? There was yes. a Hispanic night at mm-hmm. the lot downtown yeah. recently. And that's happening once a month, I believe. It's the second Saturday of every month. Uh, and shout out to Edgar at the lot for for allowing us to do that because it's a, it's a very well weighted event. And let's, I'm still hanging out with you this one day. So, you know, where are we going to the bank? Where are we going to eat dinner? Where are we going to maybe go to a bar or go to a club afterwards? If uh, I'm just trying to see all my Hispanic friends. Absolutely. So, uh, one of the newest restaurants that opened up is La Potranca. Uh That's one of those restaurants. Where is that? That um, at corner of Old Minden and Benton Road. Okay. So right there where that Mazda dealership is, uh-huh. right across the street from it, okay. is Potranca. That is one of those restaurants that towards Saturdays, Fridays or Saturdays around 9 p.m., they'll shut down the kitchen, they'll turn it into a little nightclub. It's not really a nightclub, it's just a place where people go and sing karaoke, hang out, drink a couple of beers and enjoy themselves. That's one of those places where, where it's really community gap. Several, several people go there at the end of a long shift and enjoy themselves. So uh, if you're Hispanic, you know the place. Uh, eating food, uh, like I said, El Novio has some of the best tacos in town. Uh, they also have another place down in Benton, uh, which, by the way, the Hispanic community is starting to grow a lot in Benton. Uh, as of lately, there's a lot of work crews going down that way, and uh, Hispanics relocate themselves as far as where their, their work takes them. So if they're starting to get a lot of work towards Benton, a little farther south, a little farther north, they will end their lease. Uh, and then they'll just move closer to where their work is. So Benton is one of those areas that started to grow a lot, a lot of construction work and a lot of Hispanic uh, labor, so a lot of Hispanics are starting to move down that area. And that's kind of how you see those trends start forming on how labor and how Hispanics are coming to the area. Now, that's not to say we're only labor workers. There's a lot of doctors from Argentina coming to LSUS. There's a lot of lawyers. There's a lot of uh, accountants that are Hispanics that are starting to pop in the area. One of uh, the guys that works with us is Abelard, Marcial Abelard. He's got uh, several, several, several uh, places down through East Texas, and he opened up one here in Triple called Abelard Asociados, where Hispanics go and do their taxes. Uh, they do their 
Uh, they, they start businesses. Uh, this guy's a genius when it comes to finances. So he teaches Hispanics, you know, how do you start your business? You got to get insurance. You got to do things the right way. If you're coming from Mexico and you, or, or Honduras or any other, other places, uh, for us to start a business over there, we literally just make the decision and we, we, we start working. There isn't much regulation down there. So if you decide you want to open up a restaurant, man, you just open up your kitchen and start serving people. Here, that's not the case. You gotta get, you know, you gotta get safety. You gotta get people to come check out the kitchen. You gotta uh, get insurance. There's a lot of regulation here. So for people to start a business here, they gotta figure out all the steps to do. This is one of the guys that teaches them how, I and mean, he's single-handedly responsible for a lot of people starting businesses here. Uh, so I thank him for that. He's really a big part of our community growing here. And say his name one uh, more time. Marcial Avalar. Okay. Yeah. And. You talk a lot about self-segregation, which I've never heard that word. I probably should have, um, which puts a lot of the responsibility of coming together as a community on the Hispanic community themselves. Let's flip. Let's flip that. You know, what can the white and black community do more mm-hmm. to help assimilate and help integrate the Hispanic community into? The biggest barrier we have is the language barrier. And when it comes to Hispanics, one of our key points that we have made when businesses want to attract more Hispanic services, we put people in places where they can help attract those clients or those customers. Do you have somebody that speaks Spanish that can help attract this clientele? No? Well, how about we put a help wanted sign for bilingual workers to come help you out so that you can attract these people? A lot of Hispanics do know English. However, it is their second language and they might not feel comfortable speaking English. Uh, I know my mom has been here for several years uh, 20 plus you know 22 more more year than I have been here right. so uh, her English however still not the best and she feels a lot more comfortable speaking Spanish every time she calls customer service she'll speak Spanish she'll ask for Spanish representatives so that's one thing businesses can do if you want to help at least this first generation I know the second generation is still growing up uh, they know English perfectly they were raised here but that first generation that's coming here from Mexico, from Honduras, from Nicaragua, and everywhere else, uh, they're still self, self, uh, self-conscious about their speaking abilities. So having somebody that speaks their language will help them uh, feel more welcome into your establishment. Love it. Well, Brian, I love having you here. Um, this community is so much richer to have the Hispanic community um, as, as part of our community and appreciate everything you're doing to help grow that community and anything else you want to add about 318 Latino and um, just anything else you want to mention? So first of all, thank you again for, for the invite. Uh, thank my mom because I believe she's one of the pioneers of helping the Hispanic community uh, grow in Shreveport. In 2004, she started Vida Latina Magazine from there, Elaine Basora, uh, which was a Hispanic radio station, acquired Vida Latina Magazine, and she became the editor of the magazine for the next uh, 15 years, I believe. Uh, so she was really one of the people that helped welcome the Hispanic community into the area. And what's and her name? Uh, Vita, Vita Ryder. Okay. Yeah, so so thanks to her for everything she's done for our community. Uh, Marcial, thank you for Mr. Elias, the owner of Nikki's. He's one of the he's one of the biggest sponsors of just about every big event that Hispanics do in the area. Uh, Pancho Trejos, yet again, another uh, giant on which our community has uh, stand uh, stood on. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of people we can uh, thank for having 
welcome Hispanics into the area. Uh, and I thank people like you who give us a platform to speak on. So thank you. Absolutely. Great having you. Yes, sir.